Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a new episode of Keep the Receipts with Zungi and Altamash. Kick us off, Altamash. So I think we're going to leave the Brooklyn Nets and the Los Angeles Lakers away and outside of this episode this time. I did want to cover some <laughs> trades that went down uh, aside from the Lakers and the, the Net. Brooklyn Nets or any signings that they've made. Uh, the major one that we want to talk about right off the bat, Zungi, was Aaron Gordon going to the Denver Nuggets from the Orlando Magic. And Gary Clark also went to Denver. And -hmm. in return, Gary Harris, RJ Hampton, and draft picks went back to Orlando. What do you think about this move, how it plays into the Nuggets' chances of, you know, competing for a title or at least being being competitive in the West when, you know, you got three, four teams that are probably – right now better than them on paper mm-hmm. but the nets i mean the not, not the nets uh, the nuggets have that experience where they were you know they were in the western conference finals last year where do you think this move puts them and obviously they have Jokic and jamal murray yeah. uh, let me get your thoughts on that all right so i mean aaron gordon i feel like everybody whenever somebody talks about aaron gordon he's always like like he's probably dropping like twenty points a game or something, right? <laughs> like people, like honestly, like I, I don't know, but I always feel like that whenever I talk about him. But nonetheless, like he doesn't average nowhere near twenty points. I think he's averaging like fourteen this year, fourteen and six or something like that. Uh, with that being said, do the Denver Nuggets get better with Aaron Gordon? Of course they do, right? Um, he's a he's a he's a good integral part of a team. Like he can fit a role, right? Um, you can you can put him in there on the wings with Michael Porter Jr. and Aaron Gordon, and I think Michael Porter is a better offensive player than Aaron Gordon is, and uh, Aaron Gordon could be that defensive player that maybe the Nuggets need on the wing, right? Um, that's uh, Aaron, Aaron Gordon does help the Denver Nuggets. How much they, it elevates them remains to be seen. To be honest, I can't make a judgment on that just because. Aaron Gordon's been in a in in an environment where he's constantly lost night in night out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh you know that 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 goes to show like his his habits and the things that he does. Yeah, he'll fit right in with the Nuggets and 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 he could definitely be an impact player for the Denver Nuggets. So how much did they get better? I I don't know. Like that that really depends only on Jokic and Murray, and how their games are elevated. Because these got like Aaron Gordon is going to be a role player on the team, right? And that's all he's going to be. Um, his defense could make an impact in certain situations um, if he could defend well. Simple as that. And and he's shown to defend well throughout his career, but you know sometimes you know. Being in a bad environment, you develop bad habits and things yep. of that nature. And sometimes it, it just doesn't correlate to certain teams. I do wish them well. I do think the Denver Nuggets got better. Um, are they automatically a championship contender after they added Aaron Gordon? No. I mean, they elevated themselves a little bit. And they have been playing well with him um, as of late as well. So, yeah, that that remains to be seen as to if, you know, he can have a major impact or um, a very small impact. So, yeah, I think one of the things about Aaron Gordon right off the bat was, first of all, I think he got a lot of hype from his dunk contest, and rightfully so. So I think people, like, you know, that don't necessarily watch the Orlando Magic because, to be truth be told, there wasn't much to watch 
with Orlando Magic. Still sort of not really much to watch with Orlando yeah, Magic. I mean, if you want to watch a G League team, you can go watch Orlando <laughs> Magic. But they've been beating up on teams, though. They beat the Suns, and then they beat the Clippers without anybody on yeah, the Yeah, they team. came back from 16 points against the Clippers uh, without Vucevic, without Aaron Gordon. Uh, obviously, Vucevic got traded to Chicago. But I think well, the thing about Aaron Gordon that I want to talk about is that, you know, now he's not required to be the guy. You know, when he first drafted, he was a top five pick. He was number four pick. When you're the, when you're a top five pick of any team, they're expecting you to be, you know, borderline all-star at the very, very least, especially when you get drafted that high. And he's not lived up to that. He hasn't been anything close to that. You know, his averages for his career are like 12 points and six rebounds. Like, that is just an okay player you know if somebody just told you 12 and 6 you would never guess like you would you wouldn't think Aaron Gordon like you would think he'd be better closer to that 17 18 points a game but he's only done that a couple times in his entire career where he's averaged 17 for a season so Mm -hmm. he's really like you know he's just he's just a solid player he's good but now that he's not required to be that guy you know he can be a you got Jamal Murray Jokic Michael Porter Jr. You could even go, you know, Monty Morris. Like, there's player, you know, Jermichael Green. Like, Jermichael Green and Aaron Gordon are roughly, the, to me, the same player. Just Aaron Gordon has a lot of more hype um, with him because of the dunk contest and stuff. And, you know, whenever you do something. Yeah, I think he's better than Jermichael Green. Yeah, I, I don't think it's that much big difference to me, at least. But I think that, you know, hey, when you have the flair and the dunks and stuff, yeah, you, you know, you get you get overrated a little bit. But, I, of course, I think the same thing. I don't think that, you know, Aaron Gordon pushes them over the top. It's always going to come down to Jokic and Jamal Murray. And Jokic has obviously been amazing this year. Yep. 29, 11, and 8. Mm. You know, he's putting up stats that Harden was putting up <laughs> from a few years ago. And that year, Harden was second in MVP. And Jokic right now, the one thing that he has going for him is that he's not injured. You yep. know, <laughs> when you're trying to win MVP or trying to be in that discussion... You know, availability is such a key thing, especially since all the players above him or that are competing with him are, you know, injured or have been injured or currently are injured or, you know, they're having nicks and bruises yep, and stuff like that play a big part. And, you know, the Denver Nuggets are 30 and 18, it's 29, 11 and 8. You know, they're, they're the fourth seed in the West right now. So they're they're right there with all the other teams. Um, you know, Utah's right up. Utah's first right now in this Phoenix and Utah are like kind of pushing themselves away from everybody else. Then that three, four, five, six range, you got Clippers, you got Nuggets, Lakers, Portland. It's that yeah. little group of teams. And, you know, if Jokic can push them all the way to the third seed, you know, there's a strong case to be made for Jokic being MVP. But yeah. I think that they're still lacking another player alongside Jamal Murray and Denver, uh, I mean, and Jokic yeah. to kind of be in that upper echelon of actually being able to compete with lebron and ad Mm -hmm. just because the talent level of those guys compared to jamal murray and Jokic is a big gap ad and lebron or i I even to an extent Kawhi leonard and paul george to me are are there there's a bigger there's a big gap right people will tell you you know playoff p pandemic p but i think that he's better than jamal murray right in a vacuum man i don't know if people believe that and people think you know they just see a few games in the playoffs and I mean, Paul George is a way better defender, too, compared to, you know, Jamal Murray. Yeah. uh, And not only that, Paul George gives you 20, 24, 25 a night on top of that, Mm -hmm. which I'm not... I'm not too sure if is Murray hitting 24, 25 this year. Uh, he might be close, but like he yeah, close but he's that, not. 
but you know, like you're, you're like you said, he's not somebody who's gonna consistently. He's that's not his thing. Like he's he's a scorer, but he's not that kind of scorer. Paul George could give you 27, 28 if you know push came to shove. He's done that before. He was also on top three MVP candidate a few years ago. So yeah. Jamal Murray, there's there's levels. Jamal Murray is an all star. You know, he's got all star capabilities. But Paul George is definitely a step above that. And yeah, I think that. You know, Jokic can really push them really far. We'll see how that kind of plays out. Aaron Gordon could definitely help them. I think he's going to be the starting four, you know, with Paul Millsap probably, you know, slides to the bench now and you run that lineup and kind of see if Aaron Gordon can be, you know, just a, a good role player. And maybe that's the best thing for his career because now he's not being expected to do much, you right. know? Right. Before it was like your top four pick, you know, you're playing alongside Vucevic and obviously when you're playing It felt like Orlando was like rebuilding forever and they're <laughs> gonna keep rebuilding, it looks like. Yeah. Like they just never amounted to anything really. They brought they had great good players, but it just didn't work out. Just like those players weren't good enough to win games. Yeah. It's sad for Orlando. Well, I mean, they're getting draft picks. We'll see what they come back with. Right now, they completely blew it all up, right? They even give away Vucevic, right? And I thought it was already blown up, but... <laughs> yeah, well, now it's even more, right? Now Vucevic. <laughs> and getting back to Jamal Murray, he's, he's averaging 21. This is the most points in his career. So, obviously, a step below Paul George. Um, if Jokic could be that guy in the playoffs, we'll kind of see. Because also, I think the bubble played a big part in Jamal Murray being good. Not that necessarily mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jokic being good, because Jokic is amazing he's a freaking beast he is everything that you would want in a modern day center yep his passing ability his shooting his everything right he looks like the slowest guy on the court he's won't be like a snail but he's getting you buckets he's giving you like he's the offense runs through him and yep. and i think that one thing that is going to be remain to be seen is how jamal Murray plays now that there is no bubble and you know that's what you saw with the miami heat as well you know where you're if you're just all you're doing is playing in a bubble. You're staying in the same area. That you go. gym environment is different. Yeah, exactly. From that crowd environment. Yeah, and obviously there's not a lot of crowd in a lot of things, but things are opening up. There's going to be like the I think Clippers and Lakers are going to start having a crowd. And California was one of the biggest, you know, states hit with the pandemic, obviously because of the sheer volume of people. So they're opening up. They're going to have a crowd. So that means you know eventually I think everybody's going to have a crowd to some sort of level, and in the playoffs. Those are the things. Those are the environment that we can kind of see if Jamal Murray can be that guy. And if Jamal Murray can be similar to what he did, now you're talking about Denver actually being, you know, some maybe win the second round, get to the conference finals. Yeah. I wouldn't bet on it if I was me, um, just because I think there's two or three teams that are substantially better than them. And Utah's taking another step as well. But we'll kind of see how that goes. Uh, I think Jokic's MVP candidacy depends on how well they do in the regular season. And um, that's kind of my thoughts on Denver. If you have anything else to add? Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. Uh, yeah, Jokic is... Man, this MVP is going to be so tough, I think, this time around for sure. Like, when these guys vote for this MVP, it's going to be like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like we're going to be in for a surprise because it, it's such a toss-up. The main people that were going to run away with it got injured, like, mm-hmm. for a long haul. Yeah, and that really affected their uh, stock in the MVP voting. And now you got these other players that are going to come up, and they're going to try to take it right. And that's gonna that's gonna be interesting to see at the end of the season. And uh, obviously, we're gonna go back um, to our predictions, the ones we made earlier in the season, 
and I, I don't, I'm, I'm, it's not looking good for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I had, had Luca, and uh, yeah, Luca's a seven seed is not winning MVP, especially. Uh, LeBron. <laughs> I, I mean, was, I wasn't far off. Yeah, LeBron's actually a very good pick. He might mm. still win it, especially mm. if he comes back and he's LeBron. But mm. I think that's gonna be one of the intriguing things of the voting yeah. is what each specific voter considers. You know, MVP. their narrative, yeah, what what they consider an MVP. Mm. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, it's the best player. When the team doesn't play, how does that guy play? You know, is it Jokic? Is it the stats, right? The 29, 11, and 8. Nobody's like, those stats are great, great, great stats, right? And then you still yeah. have Giannis, who's still putting up amazing stats, and Bucks are 30. You know, they're they're like playing like they always do. They're they're yeah. getting it together. You know, Giannis, Giannis like, might I'm, come and snag that real quick. <laughs> I mean, must, that's the thing, right? There's so much to like, so much still left to be played, and yeah. you know, to be found out who's actually going to win. Mm-hmm. But I think the last like 15, 20 games are going to be super intense because I think all the players are going to come back. Hopefully, the MVP candidates and B just came back. Yeah. So uh, it, obviously, LeBron is still out. Uh, Harden has a little neck injury. He's been he just had a hamstring pull against the Rockets uh, mm. this weekend. So he's been he's out. Who's out today? The uh, the Nets lost to the Bulls. Yeah. So you know, do you make that argument? Hey, when the guy plays, their record is X. When they when he doesn't play, their record is this. You know, that's that's kind of the same thing LeBron could be using as well to his argument. And then you know, hey, is it Jokic is playing so well? They're they're winning games. He's putting up stats, right? How does that play into it? And I think that dynamic is going to be super intriguing to watch yeah. as the season winds down because every year it's some crazy narrative of who wins and why. <laughs> Usually, it's always the best player on the best team. Yeah. In most situations, Chris Paul. Yeah, I mean that that, that that's an argument he made. You know, Suns are like four <laughs> games ahead of the the Clippers with the yeah. third seed and. Utah's three games above them, so Phoenix is like right in the middle where they're, you know, they might catch Utah, but they're also a good distance ahead of the third seed, and, you know, they're kind of locked in there right now, and you would hope to stay in there, you know, you want to have home court at least to the, at least the conference finals, assuming you face Utah, right? You would have yeah. home court in both the first two rounds, yep. and I think Chris Paul needs to stay there to, for obviously to validate his MVP candidacy, and he's still somebody we haven't even mentioned really yep. for an MVP, and there's Not many some, people are mentioning him. Yeah. But I think it's because yeah. he's always put up those kind of stats, right? And, I mean, they're I winning. I think it has a lot to do with stats, which is, kind of, which is kind of absurd, but it is what it is. I mean, he's had a huge impact on the Phoenix Suns. Nobody, not me, not anybody in the world, not a single soul in the world thought that. I don't, I don't know if the Phoenix Suns themselves thought that, but, I mean, you know, obviously that's a locker room. Maybe they did think this, that they could be this good, but... I didn't think the Phoenix Suns, I'm a huge Phoenix Suns fan, obviously, but I didn't think they could be number two in the West, yeah. especially first year with Chris Paul. Like, that's not, I mean, it was like a lower end seed, you know, anywhere from maybe it's a five to eight seed um, is where I was at. I think I placed them six, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And, um, you know, they end up being the second seed in the West. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's got to be something to be said about the players that are on that team and who's had the biggest impact on that particular team. So, I mean, that remains to be seen and we'll see. Obviously the media is going to do what the media does best and that's (laughs) crown whoever they want to crown. Yeah. And I think the last point is I want to talk about is give, uh, you know, Dame Lillard, his props. He's, he's uh, somebody who's in the argument because of his stats and the way 
the the Portland Trailblazers are looking. They're thirty and yep. they're thirty and nineteen, so they're like right there with Jokic, and you know Dame has a case. And yep. I think that 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 might play favorable in the case for Jokic and Dame is two players who haven't won it, who really you know really haven't been close to winning it. You know that might be something that the voice be like, hey, we want. You know, sometimes it does happen where you want to give yeah. a new guy a chance, right, to win it. Um, just the same way, like and Dame, he's had he's had his second best player injured most of the season. Correct. And I, I think even Nurkic was injured for quite some time too. Yeah, and I mean, and, I mean, so like he's had a lot of injuries that he's had to sustain or uh, overcome, and the the Blazers are staying afloat right there. Uh, moving on from Dame, Zengi, I did want to get into another trade that happened. Um, with uh, the Los Angeles Clippers and the Atlanta Hawks, in where Lou Williams, Lemon Pepper Lou, uh, in Magic City is finally back in Magic City. He doesn't have to go. Hey. <laughs> he doesn't have to go travel there anymore. He's already there. Um, uh, Lou Williams went back to Atlanta, and uh, Rajon Rondo went to the Los Angeles Clippers. Mm. What are your thoughts on that? Because we all know playoff Rondo is real. And last year in the bubble, he was easily the Lakers' third best player and, you know, propelled them when they needed a third guy besides AD and LeBron to be that guy. And that was him. It was supposed to be Kuzma, but it's not Kuzma. Everybody kind of knows it's not him anymore. Um, uh, Let me get your thoughts on that and where you think that, you know, puts the Clippers. Is that, you know, a move that could push them over the Lakers? I think you mentioned this like last week, if I'm not mistaken, or something. But basically, having Rondo as a facilitator, where you know Kawhi is not big on you know ball handling and bringing the ball up the court, etc. And then Paul George, although he's he's okay with it, I don't think he's great. He's a great facilitator at that. He's more of a guy. If I'm bringing the ball up the court, I'm trying to score, um, and he has that score for first mentality. You bring Rondo in, you kind of put those guys in position to be successful yep simple as that like you know Kawhi wants to work in that mid-range you know i want to get my shot in that mid-range and you know just give me the ball i can go to work and i can get you a bucket paul george yeah he likes to dance on you and stuff like that and then he he tries to you know score on you you know with this move and he he's more of a rhythm player where uh quiet can get you that right and i feel like rondo just puts all these guys into a perfect you know scenario now playoffs are around the corner and rondo tends to take his game to that next level so i want to give that respect to rondo where i think he's going to be able to and not only that i feel like his veteran leadership in the locker room is amazing as well um and that that's another thing i feel like the la clippers need then you know then they not i mean i feel like they've haven't had that and with Lou Williams and the whole fiasco that happened last year in the bubble, you know, like replacing him with Rondo, I get, I get Lou Williams, you know, um, I guess importance to a team, but man, Rondo is another level player and he, he can defend well. And Mm -hmm. man, he gets you buckets. Like you can't, like he'd be hitting threes randomly. (laughs) Like it's like, he's not a great three point shooter by any means, but then like when you need it, he, he's there for you. Like, and I'm not just talking about three-point shooting, but just his ability to, you know, just break down defenses and and you know put 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 your players in the perfect position um, is yeah. what Rondo's great at. He's a master at his craft. That's what he is. Simple as that. You know, he's done great for every single 
uh, whenever he's in the playoffs, he, he's done great in every single series. It's just something about him that he knows and how to play the game properly, and he's mastered it from that point guard spot. He knows how to control tempo and et cetera. Like he's, Rondo's great, and and and, and he's going to be great in the playoffs, and I think he's going to help the Clippers a lot. Um, this could be very, very vital to uh, Clippers' success this year, and hopefully Rondo can potentially end this curse of getting to the conference finals and <laughs> maybe further. So uh, that remains to be seen. Obviously, the Lakers are injured. That's another thing, you know, remains to be seen. So, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. That's my take on, on, on the Rondo pickup. Uh, definitely a good pickup for the LA Clippers. Yeah, and I just kind of want to, you know, reiterate your points where those are exactly my same thoughts about Rondo. You know, he's playing with Atlanta this year. There's only three points and three assists per game in like 27 games this year. <laughs> so if you looked at those stats, you'd think he'd be a bench warmer. He would do nothing. But everybody knows Rondo in the playoffs is a whole different animal. And he was shooting like 40% from three-point line in the playoffs last year in the bubble, especially against the Rockets. This guy was incredible. Like we were like, oh, leave this guy open. And then Rondo hits a three. Rondo hits a three. Rondo hits a three. <laughs> And, you know, especially when the Lakers have AD and LeBron, like, you want to, like, that's the, you, you can't guard everybody. You're going to have to, like, figure out somebody you're going to leave open. You, everyone's like, oh, leave Rondo open. Only a 31% cre- uh, career three-point shooter. Then you're shooting over 40% in the series. So it didn't really work out. And I think that's uh, the one thing about Rondo is in the playoffs, especially with the Clippers having these, you know, these jinxes where they just can't get over the hump where they were up 15, 16, 17, and three straight elimination games that they didn't bring it home. With Rajon Rondo on the team, they're bringing those games home. At least one of them. They're not bringing all three. Like, you know, they probably don't even get to a sixth game with Rondo if Rondo's on the court. And I think, you know, with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard having these struggles, Rajon Rondo is a calming presence on the floor in big games. Rajon Rondo can be that guy for them. And, you know, Patrick Beverly is there. You got Rajon Rondo. You got two solid veterans who played in big games, and mm-hmm. they can really definitely help. You know, I mean, Patrick Beverly is a—he's a, more of a defender. Rajon Rondo is more of a definitely more of a facilitator and more of a creator. Patrick Beverly is definitely not that guy. He can just only—he can only like spot up, right? He's not a—he's not a facilitator. He's not a playmaker. He's none of that. Rajon mm-hmm. Rondo can be that, and you know, if he can give you a solid 20, 25 minutes a night. That's what you need. You need. You just need somebody to be that third guy. And I think the Clippers have struggled finding who that third guy is, right? People thought it would be Lou Williams, but then the problem with Lou Williams that you run into is he doesn't play any defense. Yep. And he'll give you buckets, but then if his shot's off, he's practically a liability on the court. He can't do anything for you if he's not making a shot. Right. Rajon Rondo, if he's not making a shot, he's never there to make a shot, right? His job is to do everything except, like, really shoot, you know? Yeah. He's out there to facilitate. He's out there to make sure everybody's in the right position, get the ball to the right players at the right spots. And occasionally, if they leave him open, you know, spot up and shoot. And I think that's going to be the that's gonna be a big thing. And I really think if the Lakers do not get healthy and AD doesn't come back being AD, and Le- I think LeBron's going to come back being LeBron because the guy was made in a lab. So mm-hmm. uh, he's just regenerating right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think AD is the bigger concern. He's been out for a very long time. They said it's a calf strain, you know, and right. I don't know if that's the end-all, be-all. Maybe there's more to it than that. Maybe, maybe it's more to it than what they're telling us. 
Right. And if it's something Achilles related, you know, mm-hmm. similar to what happened to Kevin Durant, right? They said it was a calf strain, then he came back too early and they went to Achilles. Yeah. And if AD is out for any like Lakers are not getting to the title if if there's they're not even getting to the finals if there's no AD. And AD has to be like 85-90% AD because I think the conference is definitely better and stronger. You might struggle against Utah. You might struggle against Phoenix if you don't have AD or if you don't have AD at AD levels, you know? Right. And the Clippers are probably going to, you know, I'll assume the Lakers were to fall off. Everybody would say the Clippers are probably the second team in line to get there, right? Right. But, hey, it's, it remains to be seen because I think that Phoenix and, hey, if the Lakers got eliminated, Phoenix and Utah would be ecstatic because they think, hey, this is our chance to get to the conference finals. This is our chance to get to the finals. Yeah. Especially, you know, Denver could say the same thing. Hey, we already beat the Clippers, right? So they would be in there. And it would be a lot of teams if the Lakers somehow didn't get it together or got injured It'd or didn't. chaos in the playoffs. Yeah. The playoffs want to be fun to watch, too. <laughs> like, crazy fun. Yeah. I mean, they're going to be fun, I think, regardless. I don't think by any means any team can really run over any other team. Yeah. Uh, experience might prevail here, kind of like it does every year. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's going to be kind of interesting to see because teams are super competitive this year um the the west is not divided like crazy by any means there, there's a few the i'm not going to say it's like too big of a difference but it's not that big of a drop off you know in terms of teams or you'd realize that utah has been healthy for a majority of the season mm-hmm. some teams haven't some teams have been affected by the covid bug um where they haven't been able to play certain players etc so this the the standings the way they look aren't the end all be all at the moment because yeah. at the end it's going to be different when everybody is healthy in the playoffs and it's going to be really interesting to see and I don't think anybody can really run over any other team because every team from one to that eight spot is going to be crazy good um, uh, even like the Mavericks I feel like yeah. you know could could upset a team mm-hmm. uh, why not you know yeah and that's the last that's my last point is that nobody i don't think anybody cares what position they are i guess ideally you do care you want to have home court you know right but i think like you think the lakers lebron cares that he's a four seed or a five or a six i don't think he cares i think other teams definitely that you know haven't been there definitely care about home court and of course it will help them but i think lebron is going to be like hey just get me in you know clippers and everybody's still like everybody's like just get into the playoffs we'll have our best team if we have our starters and we have our whole squad we can beat anybody. I think a lot of teams feel like that. When the season had started, Zengi, we had talked about the Lakers seemed like they were head and shoulders above everybody else. Yeah, but there's teams that have adjusted. They've made trades, brought in players, yep. and, you know, different things happen. And, you know, Anthony Davis hasn't been himself all season. And a lot of things, obviously, uh, going into effect here um, that has changed a lot of dynamics within the playoffs and, you know, who's going to win the title. Yeah, and that that's that's the whole thing, right? It's just how you start is not has no bearing on what happens at the end. And yeah. if AD is not healthy, the Lakers are in trouble. And I'm sorry, LeBron is great. I don't think this isn't the East from 2014 to 2018 where LeBron can just take anybody and anyone mm-hmm. and get to the finals. It's too competitive. Their teams are too good. And yeah, if you going to be a battle like every single series, it's, yeah. You can't run over anybody as a thing. Like that's how the gaps have closed, and 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 that's why I'm where I am with this. You know. 
And also, since we got a little sidetrack, let me just take it back to Rondo as well because Rondo Staples Center is not a foreign ground for him. <laughs> True. He was in there last year, and he knows you know the ins and outs. And then not only that, they're gonna be playing against if they come up against the Lakers. He knows he knows what they're running too, you know. And um, so, and Rondo's a smart, high IQ player. And uh, that goes to advantage Clippers there um, because Rondo will know exactly, you know, where to go, what not to do. Obviously, you know, a team will prevail, but, you know, uh, there's some advantages with having Rondo on the Clippers, um, you know, and him not being on the Lakers this year. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we we out. out.